Hi, everyone. Welcome to this Valorant Life podcast. In this episode, Adam and I discuss the purpose of this podcast, the challenges of gaming, and how we want to build a more positive and inclusive community. And with that, let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this Valorant Life podcast. This is episode number eight. And yeah, that's correct. This podcast, we're going to take some time to just talk about why this podcast even exists. What was the point? What is the purpose of what we're doing here? And uh, with that, I'll jump in. Adam, why did we even start this podcast? Like, what were you hoping to accomplish? I guess like with the internet community and the Valorant community, like one thing that was important to me was it doesn't really feel like it's a nice place to be in. I've been playing games since I was like five. Um, and like the online community is like notoriously just toxic. You know, I was definitely one of those toxic people. I'm growing mm -hmm. up 100%. And with Valorant specifically, I feel like it's just like such a journey to grind because it's a newer game. People have like a lot of aspirations with it. Mm -hmm. Either maybe just for fun or pro play or competing in collegiate or whatever the case may be. Like a lot of people take it serious. So it like reflects like their personality, their frustrations, all that stuff. And when I was going through that journey, like I didn't like it at all. And mm -hmm. I hopefully with the podcast, like by teaching through my own lessons and my experiences and maybe shed a light on that process and make it more, I guess, not frustrating. So yeah, in a way, like hopefully paving the path for people in the future that want to go on the grind. Like I said, for whether, whatever it may be, to be easier and less toxic and bring people that are like in that mindset together, I think. Yeah, I think like there's like a general thread there of making this thing that I think for a lot of people feel like you kind of have to age out of. Like at a certain point, you're going to just not do this anymore. Make it something that like actually could be like a nice part of your life that it doesn't have to be toxic and you have to like just grind and get out that can be like actually something that you could commit to for a long time because like you like it and it's not bad for you yeah and like on that note like video games really is like it has that connotation of being bad for you right and mm -hmm. like some people would attribute it to like addiction or drugs mm -hmm. you know something of that sort like um, i was listening to a podcast earlier but like vaping is like a really big thing that people talk about and it made me think about is video games in that same category and i think for a large amount of people it probably is yes like for me definitely it was a really bad part of my life but now like that i've set some boundaries with it like my goals are a little bit different like i'm doing content i'm trying to educate like that type of i guess shift has made gaming like a really positive aspect of my life like mm -hmm. i enjoy it mm -hmm. a lot i found the fun mm -hmm. back into it which ironically people play video games are fun, but I think that fun fades really quickly and you kind of like start playing for self-worth and mm -hmm. self like you put too much of yourself into the game and you're like, you're not getting anything back from the game. And mm -hmm. I think hopefully by like raising awareness to it and talking about it, like we can flip that script and kind of go back to the beginning a little bit. And even in just like your career and what you're doing now, like you get to take the like the like something you enjoy and something you're good at playing Valorant and video games in general, but you get to actually channel that becomes like a, a vessel through which you channel that to actually like help other people to like lift up and grow other people. And I think for you, I, I feel like I've seen that's a, like a really meaningful thing to be able to do and to be able to do it through video games, through computer games is frankly really cool. It's super cool. And just working with like, 
clients in the past like two months specifically like the conversations i've had with people like why they play the game how they approach the game like and like just changing the way they have like the relationship they have with valorant has been really really good and like i guess because i gained that perspective from working with other people it helps me as well and I don't know, I guess it's just overall really good. And hopefully with the podcast, it's like a maybe less distilled version of that. It's like, or like, I guess a more distilled version, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, it's more accessible, right? We can bring mm-hmm. some of those flavors and trends in those conversations to a more general audience. And so we talked about before the podcast around influencing the community to take a Valorant grinding more seriously. But what does that mean to you? So... Number one, I think, is like reviewing and playing with intensity. Obviously, we've talked about Broken by Ponca- Broken by Concept. Their podcast has like introduced mm-hmm. that. Even in games like CS:GO, there it's notorious. Like people will go back and watch demos. You know, mm-hmm. like they will watch demos of really good players, like with the latest FPL VOD of a certain map. Like a lot of players are going through that and like figuring things out. There's none of that culture in Valorant. For what, mm. Maybe because there is no replay system, it's not like obvious. League of Legends it took a long time for replay systems to come out. But even just like thinking, like when I played Fortnite, like after every match and every scrim, I would go back and replay and just skip to my death or like skip to certain parts and like figure out what went wrong. And like that doesn't mm. happen in Valorant. Mm. And because of that, I think we get like a bigger ego in Valorant because mm. people make plays and good or bad and they just Mm -hmm. think that they're correct and like that Mm -hmm. like compiles on each other and etc etc so yeah i think that's the number one i just want people to see more people review reflect and actually play the game with intensity and i think wahujin has started that movement Mm -hmm. a little bit more so hopefully we're in the right direction what i hear there is like bringing like a level of rigor to to actually how you improve and how you figure out what you're doing wrong rather than just playing and thinking like, Oh, I'm doing everything right. Like having a structure and a system and, and actually the discipline to go back and understand and spend the time on those deaths and the things that you could have done better. And like, maybe like using an analogy, which I don't play sports, but like, I'm assuming the people that play sports as a hobby or for fun, like they do take it to some of that level of intensity. Like they have maybe some reviews or maybe they're looking up things because they have fun doing it and like they want to get better and i don't think that has really applied to valorant at least on the grand scheme of things yet so there's this is like a complete aside but the number one draft pick in the nhl just last year his name is connor bedard he's considered like a generational player so like like a potential lebron james for the nhl like he's probably not going to be a lebron james but he's known for his shot and so the other guy that's known for his shot in the NHL, his name's Austin Matthews. And so when you talk to Connor Bernard, like he's not the number one overall pick because of just natural skill. When you talk to him, he's like a hockey nerd. Like he quoted this one goal that Austin Matthews scored. And he's like, I've watched that clip like a hundred times. Mm. And I'm like, this clip is like grainy. I can barely see anything. And like, this guy's like watched a hundred times. Cause he's like, yeah, just the way he moved the puck before he shot. I'm like, wow. Like, that's the level that you want to aspire to if you want to be good at anything. Right. Because like the true excellence doesn't happen by accident. It's like not just like it just lands from heaven. Like you actually have to like go into it. 
you have to be obsessed almost like for the pros yeah but this rigor this like approaching it this way why is this important to you like why do you think this is beneficial for the community i feel like there's just a lot of things that come to mind but i guess number one is like with video games i think with it being such a negative connotation and like it has those effects like the consequences it's an easy out like an easy dopamine thing so for me like approaching this easy dopamine source with some type of discipline and rigor like helps maybe negate the effects or like mm. view it in a different way of like i have to work for it like i have to have this system like it, i don't want valorant or like maybe gaming specifically for it to just be something like you watch netflix on tv like i think it's different um and maybe that's just my relationship with the game like i use it as a source of maybe training or like getting some type of discipline whatever the case maybe that's my relationship of the game um and that's why i think the rigor and structure is important because i think if you don't have that it's gonna be really hard for you to improve at the game so like almost like i just want more people to get more efficient use out of their time and not feel as much frustration because obviously if you just play the game to play you will get to the point to where your maybe previous skill set gets you or your learning gets you and then you're gonna plateau you're gonna get frustrated and then you might end up quitting which you know might be for the better but yeah i guess i just want to use that structure and intensity to negate some of that negative consequences of mm -hmm. gaming and bring like a healthier relationship to the game exactly yeah I'm, the way I think about it, the way you're talking about it is that like there's a lot of things in life where maybe people would say like it's universally good, right? Like if you're like, I'm super into reading books, they'd be like, whoa, hold back, buddy. Like you're on a dark <laughs> road. You'd be like kind of weird. I think though for video games, you're like, I love video games. I play them eight hours a day. People are like, hmm, like not great. But I think there's like things in that category where it can go both ways, right? Like there's a difference between like I drink a box of wine a day you'd be like i think you have a problem and that's different than the guy who's like i am a wine aficionado and i collect and like i taste and i write notes and i think like there's some element there of like there's a difference between like just consuming and like treating it with rigor and i feel like the way i'm hearing you talk about it is like when you treat gaming with rigor like as a practice as a discipline then you get to take it from something that could just be like consumptive to being something that is actually life-giving and good for you if you treat it with the right amount of structure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the people should watch out or watch your video on that. I think it was a really good explanation for it. <laughs> okay. We'll link it in the show notes. We also talked about how Valorant is a hard game um, and that it's like not easy to just get good. But what are the misconceptions around getting good in Valorant? There's a lot, but I think because it's a game and people see like streams and YouTube, like they think they can get to the pro level or immortal or maybe even gold or diamond really easily. <laughs> it's not that like you get, you have to learn a lot to be able to even just to get to gold. So like if you think about like, if you ask a gold player, um, at least my experience working with them is like, they have to get the fundamentals down first. And like, that's not an easy thing. It's like, if I were to go play a sport, like let's say I would learn how to shoot a basketball and hit a three-pointer, I'm not gonna be able to do that for a long time. Like I'm insanely uncoordinated. I guess like, I think that's just such a huge misconception is people like, myself included, will say, just learn the Valorant fundamentals, like focus mm. on your mechanics, do X, mm. Y, Z. But like, 
to actually do those things and get good at it like people learn at different rates obviously but obviously like for the average person it's like really difficult like really difficult i wonder if part of that is like when you've played a little bit of valorant I think there's two things that come to mind. One is like if you're not very skilled and you watch someone like, I don't know, Zelsus or Tins, you you actually take for granted like all of the invisible things they do to put themselves in positions to win and be effective. And I think because you just totally take it for granted, you're also like you're just completely unaware. And so in your games, you're just completely unaware as well. And it means that you can't, like you're so far behind that you can't even pick up from their videos what they're I, I don't know D does that land with you yeah it's kind of like when people will say like x person makes it look so easy like and i think on top of that like really good technique makes it look easy like if you look for example when you watch a tens versus say a yay Tens has a very flashy play style, and obviously it's not easy, but you distinguish, like, he won this fight off of a really strong flick, like, that's, like, talent, whatever, right? But then you look at Ye, he has really good technique, and when he was in his prime, like, it almost looked too easy. I mean, like, to the average person, like, even to me, it was really hard to figure out, like, how he was able to replicate that so much, whereas, like, with Tens, you can just be like, oh, he just is really good aiming. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think, like, there's that misconception element throughout all the ranks like for example people on gold would be like this radiant game looks so easy like literally <laughs> literally the other day when i was in my stream i was doing the duo series with huge which was originally to get to radiant and then we changed it to get to top 100 and yesterday i hit top 100 and funnily enough someone in the chat was like is this radiant this looks like plat i was like just reading it and i was just like this guy is an idiot but like this is like how that flavor of like he, what he sees on the screen is because it looks easy. And like there's that misconception, mm. I think, along with the pro level, obviously pros are insane. But like even for me, like when I was pursuing pro, I thought it was much more attainable because I couldn't see what I didn't know. And like mm. you don't know what you don't know. Like that's a very common uh, quote that I've been hearing recently. And it's so true. It's like you really don't know until you like start grinding and going through it. So yeah, I guess that's just a... <laughs> that thing yeah they say in every field and it's related to the dunning kruger effect i don't know you heard of that which is like the most talented people in a field know exactly what they're bad at i think if you went to like a pro golfer and you'd be like compare yourself to them they'd be like oh yeah they're better putters than me they have better touch around the greens etc cetera, etc cetera. the better game planners they like know all of the the def deficiencies in their game relative to everyone else but if you ask a an amateur they're just like yeah i'm pretty good like they think they're better than they are because they don't know what they're bad at they're not intimately aware or they're uncomfortable with becoming intimately aware with what they're not very good at and i feel like that's true for valorant too very much so you can even just break it down to gunfights right some people are inherently better at close range mid-range and long-range duels like just in different categories and I see that a lot with people that play on uh, different sensitivities and based on their different role and stuff. It's like some people suck at long-range duels. Some people are amazing at long-range duels and they just lose every close to mid-range fight. So like even just on that note, people have mm. biases, right? And weaknesses. Mm. And I mean, you can expand that to everything. Like some people have stronger pre-rounds and mid-rounds and late rounds and et cetera. Mm. Like some people are clutch players. Some people are good at mm -hmm. getting first bloods. So yeah, it goes on and on. And I think understanding that valorant is a hard game gives people 
hopefully like by talking about it will give people an out almost like being able to give yourself some peace and like be mm. easier with yourself it was like yeah. of course valorant is a hard game so when you lose this game when you go on that five loss streak like everyone's going to go through that like even mm. the best player in the world are going to go on five loss streaks because the game is hard you're playing against players that are around the skill level as you maybe they're on their on day you're on an off day maybe it just mm -hmm. doesn't matter but it's a team game it's going to be hard you just have to play through it and understand that because a lot of people just get to that point where like uh, they're not feeling it they're getting demotivated and they just cope or cry and they just really never get out of it i was luckily a player that was able to get out of it um, mm -hmm. after a lot of self-reflection and you know stuff happening in my real life that was able to translate into the game so mm -hmm. and one of the, the things that come from thinking that valorant isn't hard are unrealistic expectations like what are realistic expectations when you approach a hard game like valorant it's like you're not going to get better in a week mm -hmm. take not even two weeks like my coaching program currently is three weeks and that's probably not even enough time to see like realistic like crazy improvement it's just get you on the right track and I think like it's better to think in a longer term sense of things like maybe three months or six months, like those bigger blocks. And it's like if you compare yourself from uh, month zero to month three, hopefully if you've been taking the game seriously and like approaching it with some type of rigor, you will have sustainable improvement and like you'll be able to point out what you improved in. Right. Because like, even for you, you were quite an advanced aimer, mm -hmm. right? But you've really put in a lot of effort over the past little while to improve your fundamentals and your mechanics for me. But like, what was that? Like, what was the length of that process? It wasn't like a week. No, it was, I don't remember the exact day, but I would probably say at least it's been two to three months now. And like yeah. when I first started this, like coaching with an aim coach, I was like ascendant, not even ascendant complete. Mm. I had scores that were plat or below. Like just mm -hmm. think that, about that for a second, right? Plat or below. And then after two to three months, I was able to get all of my scores to a mortal or higher. And then now, yeah. like currently where I'm at today is like, I have a large amount of radiant scores minus the tracking, <laughs> no yeah. radiant tracking scores yet. And then I have some <laughs> scores above radiant, which is like, I think Elysium, but like, yeah. it's just all over the course of time. And yes. That's, and what yeah. do you think when you go into games now, because you've done this work on your aim, you've also com really committed to this very structured warm up routine now as well. What has that given you in your gameplay? Oh my God. It's like reassurance, but maybe the verb or whatever term that everyone tosses around is confidence. Like I have so much confidence in my aim now. It's like, if I duel this guy, like even if my crosshair is off, I know I'm going to be able to flick to the guy mm -hmm. because I've done it so many times in the aim trainer and like eventually in the game. When I'm in a clutch situation, it's like my clutch rate recently has been insane. I'll win 1v4s. I'll win 1v5s. Like I think I've had like like an insane amount of 1v4s in the past like two to three weeks and I've I've had like pretty good like other clutches like if I'm in the clutch I feel so confident because I've put in that time and yeah a realistic expectation of that is like if you want to build up confidence like you have to put in the training effort mm -hmm. I think like when people come to me and they say I lack confidence. How do I get confidence? I'm like, have you been training? And they're like, yeah, I play ranked games every day. Or like, maybe I do aim labs every day. I'm like, how long have you been doing it for? Oh, two to three weeks or maybe a month, but it's never three months or it's never yeah. been a year. It's never significant. It's never enough for it to actually make a difference enough that you can feel it. Yeah. To quote the Simpsons, it's 
I've tried nothing and I'm all out of ideas. <laughs> Literally. So. I think that's that. And to go back to just the unrealistic expectations, I think there's just like a lot of clickbait out there that I think tries to imply that you do, you can and do get quick results. And I think some people do just like some people are naturally jacked, but mm. those people are not the average population. Have you seen that with your clients or what you've seen is that people have unrealistic expectations because of the type of content that gets people to click? I think so. Like you have those people that go from unranked to radiant, like those, the Smurf content. And then you have like those videos that are like, I ain't trained for 30 days and blah, blah, blah. Like why are my aims not improved? I think like for someone that's never introduced himself to aim training or at all, like maybe you will get a little bit of a bigger boost at the start. Newbie gains, essentially. Um, and that does exist, but like hundred percent for my clients, like just a client I'm working with recently, like it's been a week and a half, I believe. And after the first three or four days, he was like, I don't feel like I'm improving. I was like, duh, it's been like three or four days. So maybe we can talk about that after two weeks, three weeks. Like if you really feel like you're not doing something, then um, maybe that's my fault. But um, yeah, yeah, three to four days. Like, what are you going to expect to change? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So the other big thing we want to talk about was just the overall goal of this podcast, like our hopes and dreams for the future what are your hopes and dreams for, for what we can accomplish through or even the reason we're doing this? I've said it, I think, in the past with my own brand, but really, I just want a community of people that feel this way and like want mm -hmm. to improve down this road and hopefully treat other people in that way because it is kind of a lonely process like solo queue. But if you have a community to talk to and like vent out your frustrations or maybe give tips to other people, I think not only will it make it an easier journey, but maybe you can learn a few things and maybe you make some friends. And yeah, I think that to me is really the biggest one is just building a community. What would you want that community to do? Or what would you want that community to be like? Like a really positive experience to be around. Like if, for example, someone's having like a bad day, they can hop into the community, talk about their problems or whatever. And then like come out of that experience or conversation, like not feeling lost. Mm. I think mm -hmm. like if we can build that community to the point where people can go in and come out better, like that's, I think, super ideal. Yeah, I think it'd be super cool. Like, I think there's just so much a part of gaming right now where it is very, there's a lot of toxicity, a lot of like putting other people down, tearing people down. And I think it's because it's like, that's what drives content, you know, a lot of toxicity. And we know, and I think we know from studies and social media, this is like, it's not good for us. Mm. And I think it would be really cool to have a place where people can lift each other up. They can support each other to grow and they can encourage people instead of tearing them down. I think for me personally, like a really big thing is that I love to build a movement towards a community, especially like in the game we play Valorant around just being a nice place a nice thing to do like the thing that has really, really struck me and it really bothers me i've got two young daughters and it just really bothers me when i'm in a valorant game and guys are being really weird or misogynist towards women like when i first started playing counter-strike a billion years ago like there just was there were no women playing games and it's super cool that there are women playing valorant and we should be really open to it 
but I don't think we really are. Like all I ever see in the Valorant subreddit are women that say like they don't calm until they see that their team is like reasonable human beings. Like, like, but I've never had to deal with that. I just calm because I don't expect to be treated different because I'm a guy. Like it really is really pretty kind of, there's a stronger term, but sucky Mm -hmm. that women can't feel comfortable just playing a game just like everyone else. Like I would really hope for a future where we can be just normal human beings and be able to enjoy this game together, irrespective of gender. Like I think like it bothers me so much that is still an issue and is an, is one where we like if we really, really enjoy this game, if we really enjoy this community, we should be happy that other people are enjoying it too. I agree. And it's like the one place where you can just set aside your differences almost because you like have a common goal and it's like irrespective of like other things is like I do feel like it's evening like a level playing ground with like if you don't include I guess what I'm trying to say is like males and females I feel like they can play it on an even playing ground like when they play the game it's like I think that's Mm -hmm. proven with like game changers players like some of these players are really good Mm -hmm. like even back when I competed like playing against some of the GC GC teams like it's just like as if there any other team out there and i think mm-hmm. it's really impressive considering they have to play through all of that yes of mm-hmm. being i guess not a guy and that's just yeah. it's just sucky so yeah i do think hopefully we can move in that direction and anyone that wants to improve that valorant or treat valorant a little bit more seriously can be there mm-hmm we fundamentally like it would be just super cool to create a community that's fundamentally wholesome yeah wholesome a very wholesome goat cave yeah that's my those are my favorite like movie genres like wholesome movies or like slice of life animes like i love watching those and just like shedding a little tear afterwards (laughs) (laughs) what i've never even asked you this before what is your favorite anime it's probably something like your lion april or your name like one of those more okay yeah wholesome ones have you seen them no i'm I'm like i think i'm like a pretty like basic anime guy Mm -hmm. i haven't watched anime for a long time but i just watched all the shonen ones but i you know like my favorite has always been full full metal alchemist oh yeah i mean it's definitely up there i think it's literally number one in ranking still so so good yeah yeah sounds good all right man that was it is there anything we didn't cover i think that was it just you know keep grinding out there and hopefully this will inspire you to take it a little bit more seriously. Cool. So if this episode resonated with you, I hope you join us on this journey. You keep listening and you engage on the content and on Dopai's stream, Adam's stream and his discord. So with that, we're going to sign off. Uh, until next time, have a great week.